0: This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're talking about the real deal on labor pain in episode number 179. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi ladies, it is Kristen Burgess from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and this week we are going to talk about pain perceptions in childbirth. I do want to start this episode with a disclaimer because I respect that some of you may be going through birthing courses, especially if you're going through one of the birth hypnosis programs, such as hypnobabies or hypnobirthing. They may want you to stay away from references to pain in birth. And if that is the case for you, and that is something that resonates with you, you may want to skip this podcast episode. Otherwise, I want to talk about our pain perceptions in childbirth, because it's something that I feel pretty strongly about, unsurprisingly, as you know, I feel strongly about a number of things. But I especially feel strongly about this, as I've come through birthing my own eight babies, and I've helped other women prepare for birth, and I've assisted at births is the way that we look at birth in general is through a pain lens, and then the way that we look at birth pain. So when we look at pain and birth, and we think about the common perception that women or anyone, society, culture has of it, it's usually with words like agonizing or unbearable, or I guess at the very least, one of the views that we have the beliefs that we have today is that it's unnecessary and it's not that it's unnecessary because it's possible to have a pain-free birth it's that it's unnecessary it's something that that we shouldn't have to go through or we shouldn't have to deal with and we've got modern medicine to take the pain away now so you know why why should we even have to bother with that it's just unnecessary it's like it's irrelevant to the modern era is That seems to be a perception that we have of pain and birth. And that is also how we view birth. Like when women think about labor and birth, they don't really necessarily think about it as anything other than an experience that they have to endure to get to the baby. There's there's no sense that it's anything else. And it's kind of like, oh, you know, well, we're going to have this lovely, beautiful baby but we have to endure this unpleasant thing to get to the baby and it's just kind of a it's kind of something that everybody has to go through. It sucks, but it's just the way that it is. And that I don't know. I just I want to challenge that perception and that viewpoint of pain in birth and of birth period. I thought about a question that you might have is, well, Kristen, how do you view pain in birth? And I would say that when I'm preparing for a birth, I don't really think about the fact that it's going to be painful. Like, when I conceptualize what is this birth going to be like, I don't think that it's going to be painful. What I think about is that it's going to be really intense. And I would say that, you know, does birth hurt? Does childbirth hurt? I guess I could say that, but I really do feel, even after my last birth with Phoenix, who is a 10 pound, 10 ounce baby boy, if you've seen the birth videos, you can see that I roared that child out. You know, I, I, I I hollered him out. It was, but even still, it was really intense, blindingly intense. One could say painful. I've also had births that are not, that were not painful including birthing the baby like pushing the baby out. Corwin's birth was beautiful birth. Asher's birth in many ways was that way as well. But, you know, Phoenix was a big old chunk and he was intense to push out. But again, it's that word that intensity. Was there some pain there in the moment? Yes. But was that the totality of birthing him? No. Was that the totality of my experience of being pregnant with him and Bringing him to the point of birth and then labor and birth with him, and then in the postpartum thereafter, you know, those that experience is not defined by the level of pain that I had. When I think about labor, I think much more of it's defined by an intensity and also my openness and willingness to let it get intense. You've probably, if you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say this. This is something that came out of one of Ina May's books. I think it's Spiritual Midwifery. One of the stories in the book, the mom says that they talked about wanting it to get heavy. Which is hippie language, but it's good language. Because we still talk about things being heavy now. So, I love that term. When I'm getting ready for my baby's birth. Because it... It means I want it to get intense. And it also is a level, I don't necessarily like to use the term surrender because I realize that some of y'all may have trauma in your past and that could be triggering. So please forgive me if that is the case for you. But when I say surrender in birth, I'm not talking about surrendering to a doctor or surrendering to your midwife or surrendering to anything outside of yourself. I'm talking about more opening to the power and strength that is innate within you. That you may not realize is there. And I know that, again, this is something that can be difficult for some of you who have trauma in your past. And again, I apologize if that is an experience that you've had. I'm so sorry. But... Birth can feel overwhelming because it feels like it's moving ahead and something's being done to us, quote unquote. It's not something that that we're choosing to direct. Another way of looking at that, though, is that this is your body and your strength and your power. And your body is working together in symphony with you and your will and your desire to co-create an experience with your baby to co-create with God or in the universe in just this incredibly, incredibly powerful way. And so when you, when I say, as I'm preparing for a baby's birth, and most especially once my birthing time has begun, that I want it to get heavy, that is inviting that process and that power and that opening in and saying, I don't want to hold back. I don't want to stop it. I don't want to slow it down for better or for worse. Bring it on, baby, because I am ready for this. And so I want it to get heavy is the way that I perceive the paradigm, the lens through which I look at birth, which is I want to invite that strength and that power in. And I know it comes with intensity. So that may sound really nebulous and airy-fairy, And it's hard really even to put into words in some ways, because it's more of a confidence and a conceptualization in the sense that this is intense, but it is an intensity that I want, that I welcome, that I invite, and that I allow to come through me and help me bring my baby out. So I don't see birth in the terms of pain. I know it's going to be very intense, but I also know it's going to be temporary. It's going to be done. The baby is going to come. It's not going to last forever. And that might be something that's helpful for you to look at too. So let's move on and talk about some other paradigms that come with pain in birth. So another one is this pain with a purpose. And that is one of those things that can feel a bit pat as well. And I agree with pain with a purpose and I disagree with pain with a purpose. Because I also want you to realize that while birth can be painful and it can be intense... That's not every woman's experience, and that's not necessarily the way that it has to be. Like I said, when I think about Corwin's birth, that was an intense birth, because birth is intense, and my labors with my last few babies have been fast. And so there's an intensity there. But when I pushed him out, it was extremely gently. Nobody else realized that he had been born except for me. And I would say that that you know, there was no pain. And also, pushing Asher out was difficult. But there were many times during my labor with Asher, who is my second baby, where I didn't feel pain. Where I would even say that I felt a level of ecstasy. That some women talk about having an ecstatic birth. Or, um, you know, you may have seen the documentary. It was a great documentary. Y'all should go watch it. Um, is uh, Orgasmic Birth. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything, you know, there's nothing that is inappropriate about it, but it's just giving you this perspective that birth can be something else than what we have made it out to be in our culture and in our world. So when Deborah created the documentary, and she's just wonderful, I love talking with her, I've interviewed her a couple times, when Deborah Created the documentary, you know she was. I think she chose a title that was shocking for a reason, but she also raises a really important point. And she went like when I interviewed her, I interviewed her for the Plan Your Natural Birth workshop last year, and then also I interviewed her for another event before them. And she taught about just finding ways to cultivate joy and happiness in our lives in general, and that that is it's part of that it's just this opening to the possibility that life and that includes birth can be a more joyful happier experience and then we can cultivate that sense of gratitude and joy and then and we then carry that into birth and so what I, what i'm trying to say here is that we can be pat and say that the pain in birth is with a purpose and i think that's comforting to many women i think even in labor it can be really comforting because you think Even when I'm experiencing this intensity and these huge feelings and it's tough, A, I know it's not going to last. Like another helpful thing to think can be that contraction is gone. That one is never coming back again. I never have to do that one again. That helps some women. But also I'm working with my baby helps a lot of women. And realizing, you know, that this is for a purpose. This is to bring my baby forward. That's something that doulas and midwives will sometimes remind women of when they're having a particularly difficult time or when they feel like They can't go on and they really can because they're going to be able to pull that strength that they have within themselves. Sometimes gaining that perspective that, oh, you know, you're working with your baby. This is beautiful. You're doing a great job can help bring you back and help you realize, okay, there is a purpose to this. So I think looking at it that there is pain with a purpose is not a bad thing. I think that's a good perspective to keep in mind. But I also don't want that to cancel out the thought or the possibility that there can be other realities than just childbirth has to be this agonizingly painful thing that has a purpose but it still sucks you know and you may never think that like birth is a wonderful thing I will admit that when I think about is is there a possibility that I could ever be pregnant and have a baby again I love pregnancy I kind of look forward to birth I love the postpartum I love taking care of babies so I'm like that would be cool I would go through all of that again in a heartbeat for the entirety of the experience, not just to get the baby at the end. But I know that that's not every woman's gig. And I think that that's okay, right? But I also want you to be able to... to not have to say that, okay, this is just something I'm going to suffer through to get to my baby. But maybe to consider that it can be more than that. So that's, that's the caveat that I get when we talk about pain with a purpose. And then going back to what I said earlier, is it doesn't have to be the whole focus of this experience. I mean, even what I just said about the way that I look at the totality of the experience. It's like the pain is not the pain. It may be with a purpose, but it is not the purpose, right? Labor is not just an agonizing thing. And that's not the only focus that we can have when we're birthing our babies. There are so many other focuses that we can have. I've had many, many, many women come to me and tell me how much it helped them during their birthing time. Because that's one of the things that I talk about in my Mama Baby Birthing course. Is I talk about how this is something that you're doing with your baby. It is a dance with your baby. Your baby is an active participant in the birthing process. We, I think, again, another conceptualization that we have is that the baby is just like this cute little chubby baby lump that's coming down the birth canal. Like, it could be a birthing ball. Or, excuse me, it could be a bowling ball or it could be a watermelon. It's just this thing, this solid mass that, that we're pushing out. But the reality is, is that it's a living human being. A real baby who is in there moving and twisting and working. Uh, And if you look at it in a midwifery textbook or in an obstetrics textbook, they talk about the cardinal movements of labor. That is your baby moving in certain ways, uh, as Karen Strange says, according to a blueprint or a pattern. Your baby has that innate wisdom, that innate human wisdom in their little baby body. And so they move according to a pattern, but it's still this movement and this dance. And then as you dance and move through labor, you're interacting with them. And it may be that your baby's having some trouble doing some of those movements and rotations in there. And so you get up and change positions, and that creates room for your baby. Again, there's an interaction there that's going on. There's a dance there that's going on. And our medical paradigm of birth where like a woman is sitting in a bed, heaving and hawing, and she's got all these monitors strapped to her, and she's essentially a stationary. In that paradigm, it's like the baby is a lump and the mother is also a bigger lump. She's a stationary object. And again, it's not to condemn anybody who's birthed like that you may have had a birth like that I get a lot of women coming to me who want something different I haven't taught this class in a while but I do a class sometimes a free class that I call sacred second birth because a lot of women are healing from experiences that were like that and then some women have experiences like that and they're happy with them and that you know that's fine but that's not you know that's not necessarily an accurate picture of what birth is or what it's meant to be. It's not just a couple of lumps kind of like trying to facilitate the little lump coming out of the big lump, and it sounds ridiculous to say that, and I hope that that helps you look at how on some some levels ridiculous and comical this paradigm that we have of birth is. Now, you don't necessarily have to think that birth is going to be a transcendent experience for you. But I do hope that you will look at it as more than just pain and suffering to get to your baby. And more as something intense, but something that you're going to work towards, that you're going to prepare for physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And that it is a rite of passage and you're going to work with your baby through that process. And even if you don't want to think anything like transcendence and hippie and crunchy about the birth experience... I want to encourage you to realize that biologically and hormonally, that experience is meant to prime you for a level of ecstasy. So this is not woo-woo hippie crap. This is biological priming. And I think that I talked about this on another podcast recently, that biologically this experience is primed to create ecstasy and satisfaction because that is what is most beneficial to the survival of our species, it's what makes it much more likely that the mother is going to nurture and care for the baby. It's what leaves the mom in the best state of mind, which therefore benefits the baby, which benefits the survival of our species. So this is not some out there ridiculousness. It is true that a natural labor and birth process, now medical, you know, the medical birth world completely circumvents, undermines, and short circuits any of this. Because it short circuits the hormonal flow of birth. But when we're talking about a natural birth where things have not been messed with or where the messing with has been minimal, that is literally what the hormones are primed to do. They prime a mother for an ecstatic birth experience so that things go better for her and her baby and therefore, you know, our species is is preserved to go on. So biologically, there is a basis and a foundation to believe that labor and birth should be something more profound than just pain that you have to suffer and struggle through. It is primed to help you get to that moment of ecstasy. And for many women, that can even start during their birthing time. So that's, that's something that may take some time to get your head around and to consider. But I would invite you to take some time to mull on that, to ponder on that. In the last episode, I asked you to do some journaling on toddlers <laughs> and and things like that. So in this one, maybe do some, maybe do some time, ta- take some time to ponder and journal. What if labor weren't just about pain? What if I didn't just have to suffer through that experience to be able to get to my baby? What if it were true that I could find labor to be an empowering and actually ecstatic experience? Those might be some things to sit down and think about. Now, do we have to say that there's no pain? So I gave a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. So I'm guessing that anybody who's really doing hypnobabies or something like that—and again, I love Carrie. I so many of these women that I've mentioned, I've actually interviewed. I've used I've used hypnobabies in my pregnancies, so I have the utmost respect for them. And I that's why I gave the disclaimer at the beginning is because. I want to give you the option to choose that you don't listen to this, but if you're listening to this far, another, like another side of the coin to look at, or at the other end, is do we need to say that there's no pain in birth? Is that necessary? So we don't want to necessarily hyper focus on the pain, but do we, do we need to say that there is no pain? And I think that it's okay to acknowledge that there can be that there can be pain and that it can be challenging. That there can be moments when you feel like you're going to lose it. And that you're not sure that you can do it. I don't think that I felt that worry about losing it or not being sure that I could do it in any of my any of my last few pregnancies and births. Because by that time I'd kind of gotten having a baby down. I do know that there was one point where I was laboring with Sadie and I looked up at the clock and... Scott told me not to worry about the time because I think that he was worried that I was worried about, quote unquote, how long it was taking. But actually, I wanted to look at the time because I knew that my mother-in-law was hoping that the baby was going to be born on a particular day. And we were really close to midnight, so I wanted to see how close we were to the baby being born after midnight, which would have been the day that my my mother-in-law was hoping that the baby would be born. But, you know, I can't remember... Having anxiety really about how things were progressing. But I do know (laughs) that in a few of my earlier pregnancies, like especially I remember with my first baby, Cassidy, I remember looking at my midwife and telling her, I don't think I can do this. And her looking me in the eyes and saying, Kristen, you are doing it. And just that was like, whoa, I guess she's right. And I went on and I birthed my baby. It was not the easiest, especially pushing her out, getting her through my bones wasn't the easiest thing, but man, when I look back at it now, I am sure proud of my little teenage self. And birthing that baby at home when everybody said that I couldn't do it, it still gives me a measure of pride today. And when I look at the incredible young woman that she has become, I am in awe. So in awe of of her and so honored by the ability to give birth to her and, and raise her up. But Anyways, that's a little bit of a tangent. So again, I think it's okay to acknowledge just like I said, you know, birthing her birth my first baby was tough. It was hard. I wasn't sure if I could do it. And there were periods with the other with other babies where I had similar feelings of misgiving with Galen, my fourth baby, um, my labor was moving along much faster than I realized. And I was in transition. But I remember feeling like a weenie. I felt like a wimp. Like, I couldn't handle it because it was just so intense. And I was like, my that was the first birth that I had things moving along so quickly that I had the shakes. Like, sometimes when your hormones really get flowing. Like, a, you know, if you think about an adrenaline rush, some people get shaky. And I do that. Like when I've got a lot of hormones surging, I get shaky. And so I had the shakes and it just felt really intense. It felt like things were one on top of the other. And I thought that I was still pretty early in labor. And so I felt like I was a weenie or a wimp. It was really tough. And then, you know, I, just a short time later, I had a baby in my arms and I was like, oh, that's what was going on with that. But, you know, we have misgivings and we have worries and we have moments of intensity where we might feel like we're losing it. We may have moments where we need to rely on somebody else, like breathing with somebody else. I think I mentioned, it may have been on a video or a podcast, but I mentioned in my third birth when my midwife, Charlie, she was looking at me. I was, it was just before I started pushing him out. And again, that, that transition where things are really intense, it's on top of each other. And I just remember looking in her eyes, so deep in her eyes, just locked Onto her eyes and breathing with her because I needed that. And so there are those moments of intensity. And it's okay to acknowledge that. But what I want to encourage you is not to focus on that. That's not the totality of the experience. That's not the only thing that will happen. And like those one on top of another, like it's feeling like things are rushing along really quickly. Well, the reason is, is because you're about to have your baby in your arms. When you're to that moment of intensity that I just shared in Brennan's birth or in Galen's birth, that moment of intensity means that you're, you know, you're about to have a baby. And I think that we can, you know, we can be really frank about the fact, again, the word intense just comes to my lips automatically. We can be frank about it being intense. We can feel, be frank about it feeling overwhelming and that sort of thing. And, and still acknowledge that it is an experience that is more than that. And even in that intensity, it, it causes us to pull on so much within us, strength and resilience and courage and grace, this sort of, Strong, feminine, mama lion kind of grace. And those things are beautiful. And they're part of that process too. Again, it it is all-encompassing. But remember, it's work towards a goal. And it's work that has meaning. Intrinsic meaning and intrinsic value. And that helps you pull on strength. That you didn't know that you had. And resourcefulness that you didn't know that you had. I, I like to think about female athletes when I talk about giving birth. Because when we think about female athletes, when they're competing at the top of their game, they're often in very intense competitive situations that may involve pushing themselves beyond their limits. And that is physically, emotionally, mentally taxing. It may cause them pain, but they keep going. They work towards it because they realize there's a beautiful reason for it. And for many female athletes, and this is one of the things that I really like, for many of them, they want to win, but they're also competing for their personal best. They're striving for something within themselves, as well as the outward show of like the medal or the trophy. They're striving for something within themselves and that reaching that place that they know that they can reach. So it, it's an athletic journey, but it's also a personal development journey and a growth journey and a self-exploration journey. And I really do think that pregnancy and birth can be that. So even if they involve discomfort, pain, intensity, There is that beautiful purpose that a trophy that is way cuter and smells way better than any trophy or, or medal that any woman has ever gotten. Though, again, like I said, I have mad props to female athletes because I just, I find them inspiring. But, you know, look, you're going to get this beautiful baby at the end and you also get to take this journey that is a journey of self-growth. And another tip that we can take from those female athletes is that getting up, Doing the work, preparing, training, getting ready. I use training because that's an athlete word. I don't know that I say that you train for birth. But I do think that you need to prepare with intention for birth. I've, again, I've had a lot of babies and I've done something structured, particular to prepare for those babies. I've done journaling and that sort of thing too. There's daily work that I've done, like just daily habits, stretching, exercising, eating, nutrition, breath work, all that sort of stuff. But also doing work to really prepare myself for the birth with every single baby. Because I think it's important. And so that's another lesson that we can take from female athletes. And there are many other things like visualizing the outcome that you want and that sort of thing. But again, the focus of birth isn't the pain. So when we, I think when we remove pain as the focus of birth, it automatically shifts our perceptions of pain and birth, because that's not, that's not the, the end all be all of birth. And it's not even everything that we'll get out of labor, even if we say, oh, we won't get the baby till the end. Labor can bring us things, It it gives us that opportunity to work with our baby. And it gives us the opportunity to grow with our little one. It brings us empowerment. It brings us that biological priming that I talked about a few minutes ago. And again, I, I, I've i added this caveat on a whole bunch lately because I just feel like it's it's still necessary in today's world, but I think some of us are afraid to explore that pregnancy and birth can be empowering because of that almighty what-if Like, what if something goes wrong and I don't have that ecstatic birth experience that you're talking about, Kristen? I don't know if I even want to set myself up for that because what about the disappointment? And what I can say is that I believe women who prepare consciously and intentionally and who understand the physiology of birth, the biological realities of birth, the hormonal realities of birth, and they work with intention towards preserving that experience On every level. If they need interventions, there may be sadness and there may be mourning. But that woman is a woman who is strong, who has clarity, who feels empowered in her voice, who is much more likely to be respected by the professionals who are assisting her and her baby, who feels able to participate and be part of that process rather than just being carried along by it or just doing what she's told. She really feels like she's part Of that process. And so it may not take it all away, and there may still be mourning that needs to be done, but there's a much greater chance that you're also going to feel empowered by your pregnancy, and you're going to feel empowered and respected in going through the birth. And as you process that after, you're going to be able to come to peace with it and facilitate your healing and your baby's healing from that. On a deeper level. And so it may still be hard. But it's not going to be traumatic. Or victimizing. On the same level that it is. For a woman who feels like she was railroaded into it. I believe that we as women. It is our birthright. To be able to call the shots. For our pregnancy and birth. Even if we realize that we need assistance. And I also believe that it's our birthright. To believe. That we get to honor pregnancy and birth for what they are for the opportunities of growth for a very real very profound rite of passage in our lives and again that biological priming for an experience that's amazing and again i I mentioned i think karen strange earlier she talks about and i can try and do a podcast episode on this too this is one of the things i also talk about in sacred second birth but is is creating the space for healing allows you to to heal and, and recapture some of that that may not have happened at the birth because of circumstances at the birth. But if you've done the work and the preparation and the heart work and the soul work going into it and you have these beliefs, then you're able to recapture that and to realize that this is one step on the journey, but it's not the totality of the journey. And that you get to keep walking forward. It's just overall a much more empowering thing to look at birth and pregnancy as profound and important in a woman's life, as worthy of being honored and looked at and treated as if they were sacred, because they are, and looking at women as if they were powerful. I'm going to talk about this in a few weeks. Looking at women as if they were powerful during birth, that you are powerful and beautiful. So I'm going to go ahead and finish up for today. I talked about Mama Baby Birthing, which is my birth preparation course. If you're interested in more information on that, you can go to mamababybirthing.com. That's M-A-M-A, babybirthing.com. I invite you to think this week. Give yourself, if it were possible, for birth to be more than what our culture and society in Hollywood say that it is, what would that mean for me? Kind of leave yourself with that. Think that through. And... I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby, and Life Podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.